Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome. To the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nocho Prano. Ah, uh, Andy. What's up, it's bud? Our first, it's our first Dirty Sports that's not in the morning in so long. So long, right? It's crazy. So I've cracked a delicious Pilsner. The original light beer, Miller Light. Not that there's anything wrong with drinking in the morning. It's five o'clock somewhere, but I mean, when we're doing the evening, I must have one with, yeah. our, with our episode. I know, man. It's, uh, it's about 7.15 your time. It's 10.15 here. I have been uh, participating in some cannabis from my end. Woo! Yeah. Feeling nice. um yeah a little 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 doja as the rappers used to say like master p in the 90s smoking on that doja (laughs) that was always a funny one to me doja here we go we got it we got the andy the stoned andy ruther laugh back it's been a minute you tend to do that you just get just get super stoned you're like i just get so many tacos That's right, man. You know, it was, a, it was a rough day. I had to coach third graders and try to teach them one offensive play, one out-of-bounds play, and then see if they can implement it into a practice. Ooh. Third graders are how old? Seven? Eight, eight? Eight or nine. Okay. Eight or nine. And are they competent basketball players? They're learning. I've had them for about a month. We haven't had a game. We were supposed to have our first tournament last week. Got canceled thanks to COVID. Too many teams pulled out. Like, like you guys are able to run like offensive sets. Like we have one offensive set. Just give and go at the top of the key. No, you run in the, uh, running handoffs. It's mostly pick and roll. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Very Dan Tony. So it's, it's basically spread the floor out. We got guidance from another person who's coached third graders a bunch. He said, your goal should be one offensive play, one out of bounds play under the hoop, one, out, one side out of bounds play. If you can get the kids to kind of space out, know how to set picks, know how to roll from the picks. But, you know, we got like one kid who's really good in our team. Yeah. Who can handle the ball. And he's tall for his age. Now, I was, telling, I was telling the head coach, I said, look, dude, this dude should carry the ball. This dude should bring it up the whole time. He's, he's just going to shoot the whole time. And, I, you know, we don't want that, so it's kind of – I did catch myself saying we don't want Kobe Bryant basketball. And the kids gave me like blinking guy meme. Like they didn't know what I was talking about. Right. Well, I can't, I can't wait to hear how you guys fare once you start uh, playing games. What are there games scheduled that have yet to be canceled? Yeah. I mean, our, you know, so we're in the Catholic league because it's the Catholic yeah. school. We have all those games scheduled. So we'll see. First game supposed to be next week. Now, Andy, uh, in other Andy Ruther-related news, 
It is Thanksgiving Eve, one of the biggest party days in America normally. Not this year, but it's also Andy Ruther's birthday eve. It is. Tomorrow is your birthday. You turn how old? 39. Ugh, it's the worst. 39. It's a weird age. It's not, not even a good one. Yeah. Almost How do you feel? How do you feel? We're good. I mean, you know, I think it's a relative term, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I, for obvious reasons with, with my parents being gone, I've kind of, I've dreaded this birthday more than any in my entire life. Um, and it's also on Thanksgiving. So it's that double whammy, but uh, I think I'll be all right. I'll, I'll bounce around my brothers tomorrow and they're all doing with COVID. They're Except all doing Elliot. Uh, Elliot's probably not making the cut. <laughs> <laughs> Man, putting me on blast. <laughs> and you didn't make the cut sorry he's on the other side of town yeah why does elliot listen to the show no no i don't think he knows so how he, to operate podcast I, I i i didn't just break the news to him you'll no. you'll break the news to him when you do not show up to his house tomorrow well i wasn't technically invited he actually invited yeah, so there him, you go. <laughs> he actually invited him and his family to this house so oh, okay like, that was kind of a reverse psychology move He's like, we'd love to get together for Thanksgiving. I was like, cool. He's like, we're thinking about coming over there. I'm like, eh, I'm not going to be here. So yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm bummed though, Joe. I'm bummed that the main game that I cared about, like a lot of us has been postponed, the Steelers Ravens. Which there's a lot of uh, talk about. Um, there, it seems as though, and I'm not sure what people were expecting uh, from the NFL, as there's really never been any rhyme or reason to their, you know, punishments, their schedule. There's like, you know, we've seen this through the years. Like one guy does one, you know, a, a personal hit for one guy, a, you know, a personal foul for one guy is five thousand dollars, for another guy is fifty. You know, you uh, you beat up your girlfriend, you're not suspended. You deflate a football, you're suspended four games. You murder somebody. Let's see what happens. Like. There doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to what happens if a member or multiple members of your team get diagnosed or have a positive COVID test, I should say. Yeah. Um, the, there's, there was games that I, I believe it was the first, the first game of the year that got postponed, got moved from a Sunday to a Tuesday. Um, then we had, and this is the weird one, we had the Patriots just have to play a game without Cam Newton. And then we had the Raiders recently have to play a game without a bunch of guys, but now the Ravens get postponed. I understand that it's not being moved to a different week. It's just being moved from obviously a Thursday prime time to the regular Sunday. But like, there is no rhyme or reason to why this happens, correct? No. Am I wrong? Is there, has there no, been I, I, I agree. I've read enough on it. Same thing. Like teams are being forced to play. Some teams aren't. Some teams get rescheduled, get bumped back. There, there's no method of this mayhem at all at this point. And it was the only game that people cared about. Nobody cares about the Lions. Nobody cares about the Cowboys. Nobody cares about the Redskins. Cares and the, the other thing is, it, what seems to me is a lot of people, obviously, and we'll, we'll get into the Nick Saban thing down the road, 
Um, but a lot of people have issues, uh, not just in sports, but in general. COVID tests, they're negative. They're, there's a lot of false everythings. So it, it doesn't seem that crazy to me that the answer is, if you have a positive test, you're out that week. Everybody else goes on with business as usual. And if their tests are negative, then their tests are negative. Like if, if those guys on the Ravens had positive tests, they're out, they're, they're done. Now you test everybody else. And if everybody's fine, you're playing Thursday without them. Yeah. You know, obviously the Super Bowl is such a big deal that they're not, they're not moving the Super Bowl to a Tuesday. But my point is like regular season games, we're not talking about this being the end all be all for any team. At this point, you got to treat this year like COVID's uh, hamstring, you know, you're out. You're now out for the week and just move on. Like, are, is there a chance that those guys may get to be able to play on Tuesday? I don't think have... so. You mean so we're Sunday? Just, we're just, yeah, sorry. Sunday, so we're because just isn't it there? Isn't that. it there two running backs? Isn't it? Uh, it's yeah, Ingram, Ingram Dobbins, yeah, and like multiple other guys. I mean, it's yeah, it's it just sucks. Cause like I said, there's other games were garbage. Nobody cares about Lions, Texans, Washington, Dallas. I mean, no, no one cares, but we'll all watch all of them. Well, yeah, but like awful games, man. Right. But in fact, I was going to say this. I was going to, I was going to predict. So probably it wouldn't happen that this was me. The game of Steelers lose. Right. I had. I was going to predict that as well. I have. I have a hot take that has nothing to do with COVID and this game in particular. But I prefer the the two standard Thanksgiving games. I don't like the addition of the. Thanksgiving night game. Get it out there. Why not? I'm, I'm in a turkey coma. It's okay. Been a long, it's been a long day. Yeah. I mean, even, even in, let me just say this. In California, I tend to be drunk, turkey comad. You're cooking all day. You're eating all day. You're doing all these things all day. You're spent. I mean, obviously, it's not that hard. I'm it's not like I'm playing in the game. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not quarterbacking the Steelers. Like all I have to do is lay there with my feet up and and watch the game. But I can say, with a hundred percent certainty, for the East Coast people, it is way too late. I have fallen asleep, aggressively fallen asleep during Thanksgiving games when I was in the East Coast. I was on, I was on the East Coast for Thanksgiving last year. I barely made it through that game. Yeah, no, I well, the naps are had, right? Like naps yeah. are happening. But like, it's just like it's it it feels like later than prime time football. Yeah, it's such a long day of food and. Look, I don't hate that take for the record. You already have two games. Like that's one of those yeah. where I'm like, yeah, I can totally and see then, your and side. There's a tradition. I have no idea what what. It has to do with cow, like why it was the Cowboys and the Lions originally. I'm sure there's some history to that. Is it something with silver and blue? Is it something with the letter D? Um, I don't know. Uh, but it was a tradition. I don't know how long ago they started 
a primetime game, but it wasn't 20 years ago, that's for sure. It was in the last 10 years. I'd say so. Maybe a little bit longer. I'm going to say 12. I'm going to look it up, Joe. Because I remember, I remember watching a Giants-Broncos game when I, when I was still living in New York, I think. Call it 2008, 2009. Good call, man. Good call. 2006. That's when they did it. Yep. So, yeah, 14 years. It's been that long, huh? God, they, these fuckers take over everything, don't they? Yeah. I mean, the NFL is just, 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 you know, if, if it was up to them, they'd have a game every day of the week. Yeah. If they, if they could figure out how to do that scheduling wise, they for sure would. So what are your plans for Thanksgiving? I am doing a very small socially distanced outdoor celebration at Andy Laz's place. Myself, Andy, uh, some lady friends, my girlfriend, his girlfriend. I don't want to put the title on her, but his, the lady he's currently seeing. And I believe um, it's just the four of us and his neighbors, maybe? His, his uh, yeah. The, the one couple who he shares a driveway with. Is it still good weather? Yeah, it's, it's been great. I mean, I think it'll be, I think it'll be mid 60s, uh, low 70s, but uh, they're calling for some winds. But I golfed yesterday with a nice uh, crew of comedic white guys, me, Laz, Gubbins, and uh, Matt Knudsen. And it was beautiful weather. It was just perfect. Not too hot, not too cold. Sun was shining. It was glorious. Where'd you golf? Woodley Lakes, which is like in the Encino-ish area. The valley. Yeah. Right, just right there off of, off the 405. Now, Joe, just past the 101. When you're partaking in the Thanksgiving festivities tomorrow, I assume you're going to be drinking America's finest Pilsner, Miller Lite. Yeah, of course I will. I, I and honestly, the fact that I just cracked one right now uh, is is like grease in the wheels for tomorrow. Yeah. The great thing about Thanksgiving, and again, this is why I don't like the uh, the late game. I just want to get to all my stuff during the day. Crack open a Miller Lite as I start preparing the food, you know, 11 a.m., noon. Just start. I just, it's a slow, steady burn on Thanksgiving. So I would, I would imagine that sometime around 11 a.m. tomorrow, I'll, I'll have my first Miller Lite. And I'll just take it through. Not that primetime game now. Yeah. Well, Dirt Balls, whether you're toasting in person or cheersing from afar, Miller Lite has always been about bringing you, your friends, and your family together for Miller time. Miller Lite, great taste with only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs. However you and your friends are enjoying Miller time, you can have the original light beer delivered by going to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports and find the delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Andy, I said this on the show. I believe it was last week, but I did it again yesterday. So first of all, I got myself a Miller Lite golf towel yeah. inside of my bag for when I need to you know, wipe off my clubs, wipe off my hands, whatever the case may be. And uh, when we golf, 
especially when Laz and I are together. Um, but we try to get the other group involved, the other people that we play with. We play something called Escalation Sensation. And that is uh, on the par threes. Yeah, it's, it's glorious. On the par threes. By the way, that's what the girls call when they have sex with me. They go, yeah, yeah. Man. Andy gives me that Escalation Sensation. What I think like, when I, what I think I sound like when I'm having sex. Escalation <laughs> Sensation. What I do sound like. So on the part threes, we basically play closest to the pin. And whoever's closest to the pin, if you make your par, you win money. And we escalate it for as the part threes go along. So like yeah. sometimes it's 5, 10, 15, 20. Yesterday, the crowd was a little tight on their purse string. So we did three, six, nine, $12 holes. And uh, I won six, the six and the $12 holes. No one else qualified for the other ones. But when I need an es- when I need a shot on the escalation sensation, if somebody's close to the hole and I just got to try to get closer, you know what I do, Andy? I crack a Miller Lite. I have a sip. I take a little bit. I put it on the Miller Lite towel, and I just rub some of that golden goodness hey, you're onto, saying my, club, that onto my club face. Yeah. It's my go-to move. And yesterday, it won me 60 bucks. Es- 18 bucks from everybody yesterday. Who came up with the softcore porn name Escalation Sensation? I don't know. It was before my time. Uh, I've just been grandfathered into the Escalation Sensation. I did that, not. I I was not there for the. Uh, is that an Andy Andy Lazarus thing? It's either an Andy Laz or an Andy La- one of Andy Laz's buddies because it, they were like, "Do you want to participate in Escalation Sensation?" And I was like, "Do I have to get naked?" And they were like, "No, you just gotta <laughs> you just gotta hit some par threes." I'm uh, here for the escalation sensation gangbang. <laughs> yeah. But the, I'm telling you, the Miller Lite scrub has come in clutch. I've taken yeah. a lot of money off of Dennis Gubbins in escalation sensation just in two rounds. Oh, I, can, I don't think you need uh, the good luck from our friends at Miller Lite to take money off Gubbins. Gubbins, a pretty good golfer, actually. Okay. I stand corrected. Is that, is that, is that, that's not really surprising, right? Like he is – He's the master of like the uh, recreational sport. Like he plays frisbee, he golfs, he plays like yeah. You know, as long as sweating isn't involved, Gubbins has mastered it. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the time we were playing volleyball in Venice Beach, and he took off to make the worst looking chili dog I've ever seen because he was <laughs> he, he was so high on edibles. You remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. Remember, we were. It was like it was. It was so, so hot that day. Every single person who left there that day was like, "I need a cold glass of water." And Gubbins <laughs> was like, "I need two chili dogs." And you're like, "Okay, dog." He did a cardinal sin. He was out of cheese, so he took a slice of cheese and cut it up and put that on top of the dog and the meat. Oh my God! You cannot do that. Yeah, I'm not a big hot dog guy, but at the very least, I would put it between the meat and the bun. Yeah. Melt it that way. Like, that is a, that's like a college, I'm drunk and have no food move. Govins is the only guy who would finish a marathon and he'd be like, he'd he'd immediately eat a chili dog. Well, you know, did I tell you this? During the LA marathon, they do it every year, probably mile like three or four, right when you get through downtown, like by Figueroa there's a stand of them giving chili dogs. And I think that's the joke. Why? Really? Dude, it, I, almost, I almost barfed. 
So, you I know, mean, I, the, yeah. the, the biggest legend in the world is the guy who stops and gets one and still finishes on it with a decent time. Well, there, there were a couple people and I remember, you know, I'm like doing a double, triple take as I'm running. I'm like, wait a second. Are they passing out chili dogs? Like, I mean, just and, from and a, early on in the race. Just from a, just from a like, like a, a what you don't want to be holding standpoint. Like, you, chili's all loose and bouncing. <laughs> I've, never, I've never even watched The Office, and it still makes me think of the gif from The Office where the guy drops the entire thing of chili. In fact, I think the guy who ran in the Borat outfit, because, you know, a guy ran in a Borat outfit yep. when I did the LA Marathon. By the way, Very nice. Cr- <laughs> oh, wait. The guy crushed me. Yeah. The guy's barely covering his junk with that little tiny bathing suit, whatever it is. The guy crushed me. I think he might have eaten a chili dog, too. <laughs> this guy's like the most – I mean, this guy's I like remember, the- I remember, you know, I pulled over, if you, don't, if you remember, in Santa Monica, I watched you come by, and we got worried about you at one point. We were like, where is Andy? And I'm like I, – I thought something had gone drastically wrong when a guy in a Borat costume holding two chili dogs ran by. I was like, there's no way this guy's ahead of Andy. <laughs> then when the guys in the wheelchair started to come by, I'm like, wait, did Andy like go off course? We need a, like, that should be the stat. You know how they list the final times of everybody who participates? They need yeah. like, okay, these are the times, these are the breakdowns, these are the splits. Then they need a second one for like, these are the people who ate chili dogs. And this is how they I think that should be like a thing. I think you should be able to deduct 15 minutes from your time for a chili dog you eat. Oh, I wonder where that hits you, right, Joe? Like, let's say, let's say it's mile four and it's 26.2 miles. Yeah. At what point, and also the salt, you know, there's a reason they're handing out orange slices, like every mile, because you got to keep the hydration. So you figure the salt and the meat and the cheese and everything that's going to do the exact opposite. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. But you know what? Kudos to those people who, uh, who do it every year because it's, it's so ridiculous and such a troll move, but it's so funny. Joe, welcome to the Thanksgiving episode with me, Little Bakes, because yeah. we, we took you one nugget. About chili dogs. and So far, we're 20 minutes in. We've covered that the Steelers game has been postponed. Yeah. We can talk but about it. I love it. That's what, but that, you know what, Andy? Like, who cares? That's the greatest part about the Dirty Sports Podcast. I mean, yeah. I got a, I, it's in our, I put it in our calls section. Some guy hit me up on Venmo and he's like, I, I donated you on Venmo. I want to hear you talk about the strokes on the Dirty Sports. And I was like, sure, why not? Like, yeah. I mean, there's no rhyme or reason to what we talk about on this show. I'll, sure. I'll just wax nostalgic about the strokes. Yeah, no, I feel you. I, I listened to the call. We'll get to it later. We can't talk about Nick, Nick uh, Saban and his COVID because you alluded to it earlier. Nick Saban, he's he's uh, he's the he's the only coach with however many titles, and he's the only coach with COVID twice. Yeah, pretty impressive. I don't know that you know this begs the question again: the, Did he have COVID the first time? Was that a false positive? They say that. Um, well, or, or I should I shouldn't say they say because there's a lot of they says, and who they are is always, you know, whatever. But. Um, I know for a fact, because my buddy who has a restaurant up there in Tahoe um, said that the powers that be in California um, said that every 50 days is about when people could get it again. 
And therefore, if it had been 50 days since this guy, since one of his workers like last test or something like that, that he could potentially, just because he had it doesn't mean he couldn't have it again. So they, this guy had to go get tested again, blah, 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 blah. So I don't remember how, like we're in November, the SEC started, but like how long ago was it that Saban had COVID? That was like it a month ago, it, wasn't it? It hasn't been 50 days. Yeah. So either he's really good at getting COVID or the first one was a false positive or this one's a false positive, but now he supposedly has symptoms, correct? Yeah. And he's 69 years old and you know, he's not in the age range where you want to get that. Yeah. They're like, they're like, Nick, uh, do you know whether or not you have COVID for the second time? Or if one, he's like, I'm not going to talk about it. So quit asking. <laughs> well, well, you know what I thought about? Remember Nick Saban is How the many one. times are you going to get COVID? I don't know. So quit asking. <laughs> Joe, if you need a quick refresher, I got to remind you. Nick Saban is on record saying he didn't know who won the Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump election. So right. I kept thinking about that. Like, does Nick Saban even know COVID's a thing? Dude, you didn't right. know who won 2016 election. Yeah. Like, so maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just is like walking around. He's like, why is everybody into masks these days? And he just keeps getting it. Yeah. Like has no clue. He just wonders why the Tuscaloosa Applebee's is closed for months on end. <laughs> Why are you always taking digs at Applebee's, man? Well, what did, what did Applebee's do? Applebee's is just the go-to placeholder for, like, restaurant every shit town has. They put up their local high school paper on the wall like it's decoration. Like, what the fuck? Can't you guys buy – like, what do they do at those Applebee's? Do they just send them empty frames and then they're like, go to the local library and start steal, stealing some of the periodicals? You know what, though, man? I, I haven't had it for a while. I need to go again. But, like, I don't think it's as bad as you think it is. It's not, like, dude, I'm not, like, I eat shit food all the time. I'm just saying it's, like, one of those places where it's, like, yeah, we got an Applebee's. <laughs> Feeling good in the neighborhood, treating you good, whatever, whatever their slogan is. But, again, if you're, like, a comic on the road, your go-tos right. are, like, Applebee's and Chili's. I know. That's what I'm saying. Cause everywhere's got them. Look, I'm not against when I was on the road, it was always, especially on a Sunday. Cause I didn't want to miss football. I'd fly out late and I'd be like, I'm just going to go kill the day watching football at Buffalo wild wings. Every shitty town's got a Buffalo wild wings. I could use Buffalo wild wings as this example always, but Buffalo wild wings is delicious. Yeah. So I'm well, not trying to throw shade at B-dubs. Well, this is a good, a good segue to discuss our, our Thanksgiving food dis- like rankings. But before we do that, we, I have to say, to wrap up the Nick Saban and COVID thing, COVID thing uh, nine, entering this week, 93, 93, Joe, college football games have been either canceled or postponed. So... There is the Alabama it. game canceled or postponed? No, they they still because they're playing Auburn. They're still going to play them. So, but, so once again, like no rhyme or reason to anything. But ninety three, almost as if maybe they shouldn't have had a college football season. 
They shouldn't have had a season. But college football, I, was, I was told kids would be safer in school. But, but, but I don't even care. Like, to me, it's not even about the safe thing and, and who dies. Like, I'm, I'm past that. I've been past that for a long time. It's, it's not even that. I always say, if they're canceling games, then there is concern, though. So then the argument would be, well, if you're canceling this many for amateurs, it's the same shit. Basically, the bigger picture for me that I want to reiterate for the one millionth time, and people are probably like, shut the hell up, Ruther, is that big college football sports or big – college sports in general, excuse me, are tied to the universities where they shouldn't. So the academic or academia side shouldn't be, they shouldn't need the revenue from Ohio State football to play on Fox and ESPN. That's all I'm saying. Andy, listen, I know that you're waiting in the shallow end, but when you want to swim out to the deep end here with me, where I've been living for years, which is they, they shouldn't even fucking be called they shouldn't have any ties to the university whatsoever the water's warm come on in when you when you realize that the alabama crimson tide should have nothing to do with the university of alabama it's unbelievable because minor league baseball you know the chattanooga fucking lookouts have nothing to do with the university of chattanooga they're just like you're a professional baseball player now be a baseball player. They're a Cincinnati Reds affiliate, actually. Double can A. You imagine if, can you imagine if just to, like, just to get in the lineup for the Chattanooga Lookouts, you had to, like, pretend to go to a geology class? <laughs> like, like <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm a professional baseball player. I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. And, and there's guys on the Alabama football team who are like, I've never been in a classroom. Yeah. Why do I – what does this have to do with me? It's ridiculous. You want to talk a little Thanksgiving meal, Prano? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. All right, Joe. We might have even done – have we done this before? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If we're going to rank the side dishes. Okay. Rank them? Rank them. And I'm going to okay. give you some options. Can I start with the can – we, can we do it from the bottom up? Well, I'm going to give you these options, and you're going to tell me where they rank. Okay. Yeah, bottom up. Mash, okay. Mashed potatoes, gravy. I'm going to put those together. Sure. Stuffing. Gravy is not a gravy is not a side. Gravy but, goes on a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. true. So we'll just say mashed, mashed potatoes and gravy. Stuffing. Mm-hmm. I know your favorite, Joe. Green bean casserole. The worst. Dinner rolls. Shame. Dinner rolls, like what? It's a I side. Mean, I love I love I love rolls, but it's a side. Okay, I feel like it's an ancillary item, but that's fine. Okay, cranberry sauce. Okay, I'm going. I went real basic, but I want to see where you're at. Okay. No, no sweet potatoes, just mashed potatoes. We, I, I thought about that. We can, I don't know if you want to substitute or add that, do, do either or. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a sweet potato guy over a mashed potato guy. Ooh, interesting. I like mashed potatoes. Shout out to my mom. My mom makes the best mashed potatoes of all. Really? Like I, I will put them up there and I, one one of the great things I've ever seen. We all knew her mashed potatoes were good, but we didn't know how they say. But when people would come over and have their mashed potatoes, they would freak out. My friend Doug came over one time, and he started eating the mashed potatoes. And he goes to my mom. He's like, "Mrs. Brano, I gotta tell you something. Your mashed potatoes, the fucking best mashed potatoes I've ever had." He's like, "I go over to the Mara's house and I tell Mrs. Mara that her mashed potatoes are the best mashed potatoes of all time." But I'm a fucking liar. I lie to her face because every time I say it, I know. Yours are better. Um, 
My mom makes incredible mashed potatoes. I don't know how she does it. She whips them. They're so smooth. They're so, so buttery. So I have a hard time enjoying non my mom mashed potatoes. I just think they just don't hold up for me. So I'll go sweet potatoes over mashed potatoes for okay. Thanksgiving. Um, I love stuffing. Stuffings, yeah. stuffing, stuffing maybe stuffing may be like the number I might need. Like if you told me you were going to do Thanksgiving and you were going to give me all these sides and you were going to say there will, won't be stuffing. I think I'd be the most appalled of all of these. So I'm going to go stuffing one. I love cranberry sauce. I'm going stuffing cranberry sauce. Potatoes, call them, call them sweet potatoes. Dinner rolls, I guess. <laughs> and then f defriend the person who brings green bean casserole. What kind of fucking asshole are you? I, I disagree. I, I, I disagree. Here's the thing. Just make green beans. Green beans are delicious. Green bean why casserole is better. Them, why do we have to put them in? What is even in there with it? I don't know. Breadcrumbs? It, I don't want to know. What? Look. Look, I, I, you, I think you, I think took, this. You took a good item and then you just made them soft. I disagree. And weird I think and covered them in like is that breadcrumbs on top? Look, I disagree. I think green bean casserole is way better than regular green beans are lame in my opinion. What? They're yeah, just not a, beans. Man, I'm not the biggest fan. I'll take green beans over green bean casserole the whole day. I like putting my green beans in shit. Like when I cook, I'll mix my green beans up with like a veggie medley or something, stir fry. Okay. You know. Much better. I don't. I don't like the green beans solo. Yeah, like uh, listen, the casserole is Garfunkel for me. Paul Simon went on to have a fantastic career where he he was still the songwriter, he was still the singer. I don't need the. I don't need Art Garfunkel's wetness. And I, is that breadcrumbs? Is that fried onions? Like I don't know. It's brown. It's soupy. It's mushy. You've really taken the green beans, in my opinion, and ruined them the best you could. These are some interesting takes, Joe, and and cranberry like cranberry sauce uh, i i love me I'll, I'll even take the sliced jellified cranberry oh sauce. It, this really there's no use for cranberry sauce outside of the thanksgiving meal but when you when you need it there it's almost like that palate cleansing coolness fruity sweetness like it it's almost like the ginger for a sushi Dude, I can't stand cranberry sauce. Wow. I mean, our, our rankings, I don't eat it. I mean, especially on the turkey, the leftover sandwich. Yeah, first thing you oh. do is you spread, spread oh. that cranberry sauce on the bread. Get out of here with that, man. No, spread no, no, that no. cranberry sauce on the bed, on the bread. I'm going to go. Gravy and turkey stuffing. I'm little, gonna go. little sweet potato on the bottom of the bread. Mashed potatoes. One. One. Okay. We're going to have to get you. I might have to have my mom ship you some mashed potatoes just so you get your, your mind blown. I would love that. Two, stuffing. Okay. Three, green bean casserole. Wild. Yeah. This, basically, let me, let me give you your food ranking equivalent in sports. You're going, Okay. Top five quarterbacks of all time. You're like Aaron Rodgers, Joe Montana, Tom Brady, and let's see, I'm going to go with Jay Cutler. 
I'm like, wait, how did he sneak in there? You just called Jay Cutler's Jay Cutler green bean casserole is the Jay Cutler side dishes. Jay Cutler's green bean casserole. Like yeah. no way. <laughs> no way. That's offensive. Like for some reason he's always there. People bring him up and you're like, what? And dinner rolls are great, man. Dinner rolls. You I need mean, that. I, listen, I'm fine with having a roll. Yeah. You dunk it in all the stuff. Okay. On to dessert. Okay. Because to me, there's not even an answer here. Like, there's, I'm sorry, it's not even like competition here. You go okay. pumpkin or apple pie. That's your, you're saying that those are the only two we have to talk about? Yeah, I'm saying apple pie. With, I'm sorry, pumpkin pie with whipped cream for Thanksgiving all day, every day. Yeah, I'm a pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie. I actually don't like apple pie generally. Really? I'll take 10 pies over apple pie. Cherry pie, blueberry pie, pecan pie, key lime pie, cheesecake. Give me them all. Cream pie, baby. Yeah, chocolate <laughs> cream pie. Cho Dude, chocolate cream pie is delicious. It is. Banana cream pie. I, uh, I put all of those ahead of apple pie for me. I don't, I don't like apple pie. I don't like – I like to eat a crisp – you know what? It's very similar to the uh, green bean casserole. I'll eat a crisp apple all day. Once you soften it up, it's like, what am I, a baby? Why am I getting fed baby food? These are these are just eat a green bean. There's some interesting takes coming out, Brian. Really. I just don't need things made all soft and gushy. What is this? You know, it's like a it's like a Cardi B remix. Oh, I need God. my green beans wet and gushy. <laughs> make them hot, make them drop with this green bean mushy. Dude, I'll tell you what, man. I can't like her boobs ruined everything for me. Yeah. Like no joke. Honestly, like, her boob her boobs look like when everybody's gone to town on the green bean casserole. <laughs> just, just what's left. It's like a mushiness. Like like I still haven't really even seen it. I just know if it's gone around. If I hear the name Cardi B or if her song comes on, I've never had anything ruined in my life like this. I'm not exaggerating. Like <laughs> I, I liked a fair amount of her songs. When I hear her songs or her name or see her on social media. I think, uh, dude, dude, it's it's like traumatizing. Like, yeah. I mean, I I'd say in 2020, the most traumatizing thing that happened to me was seeing Cardi B's boobs. Get a bucket and a mop for that green bean casserole. Brandon, are you even getting my great joke right there? I am. I am. No love. No love for it. I'm letting you. When you go on, when you riff, I just let you do your thing, and I try to stay out of the way. I feel you. That's not true, but that's all right, Joe. Give me a crazy Thanksgiving story, and we'll wrap up Thanksgiving time. Mm, let me think. Crazy thing. Oh, okay. Especially Here's with your one. brothers. Here's one that I just thought of it, and it's actually it's from that night of that I remember watching the Giants Broncos Thursday night game, and I thought about it today when I went to the supermarket. So going over to Lazis, where uh, he asked me to bring a couple things. One thing he was like, you know, we're gonna do some charcuterie, so like bring over like some little meats or cheeses or whatever. And I went to Ralph's here and I got a block of Jarlsberg cheese, Swiss cheese. Do you know Jarlsberg? Yeah. Okay. So I got a block. I got the biggest block that they had there. They had all the blocks at, at Ralph's were about the same size. And it was like, it was like, I don't know, five, 
dollars and 50 cents worth of cheese or whatever. Like not that big a block. Like, I don't know, two thirds of a pound or something like that. For some reason, they don't have bigger cheese. So when, growing up, the Jarlsberg was a, like on our charcuterie board, it was, it was a big, it was a big hit. We all love it. It's a family thing. My, my aunt and uncle would put it out there. We'd all go to town on the cheese. They'd get a block, like they'd get like a two and a half pound block of Jarlsberg, you know? So I go to my brother's when, when we all grow up and it's probably 2006 or 2007 or whenever, cause I remember there was a Thursday night football game. We are, we're the Jarlsberg for some reason didn't make it out like pregame. So, so we do the whole thing. We do dinner. We're hanging out. We're watching the Sunday night football game. And I go in to get a snack. And I was like, yo, is it cool if we bust open the Jarlsberg? Like we didn't eat the Jarlsberg. Can we bust open? Mikey goes, yeah, sure. So I literally cutting the first like little sliver off. And I was like, yo, I could eat. I was, I was definitely stoned. I was like, yo, I could eat this whole block of Jarlsberg. No. And Mikey goes, Mikey goes, no. if you can eat that whole block of Jarlsberg, don't even cut it. Like, just go to town. And I literally took it and sat there, stoned out of my fucking brain, watching the Giants play the Broncos and eating Jarlsberg like it was an apple. No. And I got so sick to my stomach. Oh. I ate like two and a half pounds of cheese. Just like, like no crackers with it? No, just eating it. Oh. Just, just biting it off of, just holding it, a holding savage. it by the end, holding it by the wax, and just eating it like a, like a gigantic mouse. He must have just yacked everywhere. I didn't, but I definitely felt like a clogging of my veins that I have felt to this day. Like that was the day that they got clogged, and one day when I die early of a heart attack, I will remember that moment. Take me through that. I'll be, like, I'll, be like, I'll be like 55, dying early. I'll be like, the Jarlsberg. <laughs> Take me through I that. I shouldn't have eaten two and a half pounds of cheese. Tell me about that bowel movement. I don't week. remember, but I, but I think it came out basically in the same shape. It just came out in like a little. I would, I, I would picture you'd be all clogged up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was clogged up for, I don't, I don't think I went to the bathroom the next day. I think I went to the bathroom like three or four days later. Oh. I think my most ridiculous Thanksgiving was my first one living in Las Vegas when I was a teacher at the Clark County School District. I think I shared this on Denton Report once. I get so lit. We go for my buddies. And it's my first West Coast Thanksgiving, right? We go for my buddies to the uh, casino. We go to, uh, God, I forget the casino in, in uh, Summerlin. Anyway, we go to the uh, casino and we go to a nightclub. Like, this is like the most Vegas shit. It's just locals get lit. We go to like an Irish pub, go to the nightclub. I basically get thrown out of casino. I'm like, like classic Ruther, belligerent. This is the night before Thanksgiving. This, this is the night of Thanksgiving. Night of Thanksgiving. Okay. I'm so drunk. Like we basically get thrown out of the nightclub, thrown out of the casino. Uh, I can't even function to the point where like, I also can't find my car, which thank God, like no way should I have been driving. Like security guard, I keep running into her in the parking lot. She's like, dude, get out of here. Like, I'm like, I'm looking for my car. She's like, what? I wander kind of off a little into the desert area and it's cold. And I'm so tired though. And I like lay down like, this is, like, this is like literally the, the hangover. <laughs> dude, dude, I'm telling you, this used to be you're my calling, life. You're calling Walt in the middle of the night. Like, 
we fucked up. <laughs> Dad, we fucked up. Dude, get this. So I lay down, and I'll never forget, I was wearing like a, like a Reebok jacket, and I'm, and I'm like this, and it's cold, but I'm so tired, and I'm so drunk, and I'm just exhausted from you know, Thanksgiving. You know how you go to bed early? And I kind of lean up on some rock. Like, I'm not totally in the desert, but I'm kind of out there. And no I love my, mine is I ate two pounds of cheese, and yours is you slept in the desert like an iguana. <laughs> Dude, you're not going to believe this shit. A fucking coyote comes up. Jesus. And is like eyeing me, like, I don't know, 25 yards away. And I'm like, kind of like, yo, this motherfucker is prime. And I get up and I basically take off and I just start heading. I don't even know what direction. I had nowhere to go. I just kept walking and walking and walking. And again, this is pre-Uber, guys. This is pre-Lyft, no rideshare apps. Finally, I got a... uh, I got a taxi to pick me up at a gas station. At this point, it was like 5 a.m. And she's like, honey, what is going on? Like, she like felt bad for me. I was like, I just, I got to go. Like, I got to get home. And she's like, I got to take somebody to the airport first. Just, uh, just sleep in the back. And I literally fell asleep in the back of her cab. She picked somebody else up who sat in the front. She then took them to the airport. She, and then she... Finally, like I wake up, it's like seven in the morning. She's taking me to my apartment and she, she couldn't get over. She's like, what do you do out here? I was like, I'm a high school English teacher. Yeah. <laughs> like the look on her face, like this fucking guy's in charge of our kids. This degenerate. You're like, thank you so much for bringing me home. You want to come inside for some green bean casserole? Oh, oh it, no, it was one of those. Like we're like, I could not stop thanking her, like over tipping her. And just like, you saved my life. Like a coyote was going to attack me tonight. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You were so, you were so drunk. You were, you were Maddie Goldberg. <laughs> oh, this coyote. There's a coyote going to attack me. My favorite coyote of all time is definitely Jeremy Roenick. But after that, it's definitely the one that didn't eat me in Vegas. <laughs> I thought you were going to say my favorite coyote is Pablo or just name some Mexican, like, random dude's name. Those are coyotes. This Uh, is coyotes. Joe, all this talk of Thanksgiving and food has got me thinking how hungry I am tonight. Luckily, I got some fresh butcher box sitting Mm. right in the freezer. Mm. They're so great, guys. Dirty Sports is brought to you this episode by our friends at ButcherBox. I love them because it's always so hard to find 100% grass-fed, finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and wild salmon, which I love. I'm so big. Like, I don't do the farm stuff, the wild salmon. They have all that stuff available on ButcherBox, who believes everyone deserves highly quality, humanely sourced meat. ButcherBox couldn't be easier. Sign up, select your box, and they ship it right to your door every month. And when you sign up now, you get their steak sampler with six grass-fed, grass-finished steaks because the best steak night is free steak night. Guys, if you need to get some high-quality meat and you don't want to leave your house, which I know a lot of you guys don't, just go through ButcherBox. It's great. There's no added antibiotics or hormones ever. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individuals. 
For a limited time, new members get six free grass-fed, grass-finished steaks when they go to butcherbox.com forward slash dirty. That's two New York strips and four top sirloins mm. added to your first box for mm. free. Oh, I love it. Act quickly. This offer is only good through Cyber Monday, so it ends next Monday. That's six grass-fed, grass-finished steaks for free in your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com forward slash dirty. That's butcherbox.com forward slash dirty. Joe, I got to just pat my own back. I mean, I'm baked out of my mind, and I just flew through that ad read with I know. I didn't, want to, I didn't want to interrupt you. I was in the zone. I know you were. Kind of like me playing Galaga yesterday. One game, set the new high score, and was like, I'm done turning it off. <laughs> it's, your own, it's your own arcade. You're like, I beat myself. What well, is, what, do you think, like, have you done any research or your high scores, like, pretty high scores? No. Like, have, you ever, have you, like, Googled, like, the highest score in Galilee history? I haven't, and it's not even close, because you're going to laugh when you hear it. It's, it's why I know it's not even close. My high score is 60,000 right now. Okay, yeah, it's definitely got to be in the hundreds of thousands. It's probably millions. Yeah. I do own the top five scores. Just what saying. do you put yourself in there? Is it, you put your initials? You have three initials, but I just write rug. What the, what the oh, there you go. You know, the, the, my brother Brad's, he's got twins, and they're, they just turned nine. They're, they're very discouraged because all they want is to be the gal of the top five. And I told them, guys, next time I make it, I'll put one of your initials. And they said, that wouldn't be fair. I said, no, that would not be fair. I said, you guys have learned. That's good. You're learning at a young age. Pray now, we have some new NBA signings we got to get to. Ooh, let's go. I'm wondering if I missed something. I mean, no new ones, but like okay. re-signing with the team, I should say. Hit me, hit me. Brandon Ingram, my guy who – took that Ruther curse all the way to the bank, Joe Prano. Five oh, years. I actually didn't hear about this. Brandon Ingram re-signs with the Pelicans for five years, $158 million. Whoa, whoa, five years, 158. It's 30 mil plus a year. Yeah, he is getting oh, Man, these paid. NBA contracts are wild. They are wild. Remember when they like capped him and they stopped doing like the like they didn't have the KG like ten year franchise deal anymore? Yeah, I feel like the max thing is just out of control though. Like, remember when the max was like twenty five million? How's the max like so goddamn high now? I mean, good for these guys getting their money, but yeah, man, getting paid. Uh, another one getting some serious money is Bam Adebayo. 163 mil for the Heat to re-sign him. Yeah, kind of crazy. Both those guys, it's, you know, like both fantastic players, both certainly deserving of high pay. But it just, you know, again, it's I, to me it's more of a ballooning of the numbers than anything. Like the idea that Bam Adebayo is a – gets $30 million a year to do his job. I mean, he's young, he's great. He's, he's the, you know, certainly one of the, one of the pillars of that, the future of that squad, but damn, it's a lot of money. I've been reading, uh, reading green bean casserole. Oh dude. How many green bean casseroles can you buy with that? 
you can eat that shit for years. They're, they're going to make a big push from what I'm reading for Giannis, the Heatar. Okay. I don't know if you've seen any of this stuff, uh, but I was – shout out to Connor Ross, Dirtball Connor Ross, who gave us athletic subscriptions. I was reading on there. You know, Pat, Pat Riley's good, man. He's kind of setting these things in place to lure him in of like, hey, you know, we got Bam here locked up. We got Jimmy Butler. Obviously, they got the young guys. They got Hero. They re-signed Drogic, right? They're going to really kind of lay out the groundwork to possibly get Giannis there. But obviously, a lot of teams will. Yeah. So. But, you know, there will be, there'll be cap constrictions. There'll be contender you know he'll obviously want to go to a contender and and more often than not these guys want to go someplace where the lifestyle is good um you know i'm sure the the there's not as many applebee's in the miami area as there are in the milwaukee area but uh i bet you there's better greek restaurants yeah but you know you just referenced no cheese cheese yeah yeah. The no state, in, I mean, when you start making that kind of money, I, I don't think people really understand that. When you, when still, you know, what's interesting is something to remember about the, uh, the NBA guys. I don't know if you know this, but like, basically it'll be the, wherever you play, it's just those 41 games. You get taxed for the, your game pay from every state you play in. That's right. So, but look, when you're getting taxed, God, that it would much suck money. to be suck to be that guy's accountant. Yeah, you when you get uh, when you get to a certain amount of money, it's all, you know, it's it's certainly a nice tax break. I know, but like the idea of just doing whatever you want with, you know, an extra five ten million, you can really, you can do things. Yeah, I mean, I'd buy this whole neighborhood. <laughs> Like, I don't know what I'd do if I had that kind of money. I'd do crazy things, though. Like, stupid things. Like, stupid things that I would enjoy that nobody else would. Well, just, let, let, let's, just, let's just do it. This, what's the first? So, tomorrow morning, you wake up. You go, you go to the ATM to get out some dough. Uh, you know, you're going to give out, uh, you know, Thanksgiving cards to your nieces and nephews or whatever. And in there, your bank account is $10 million richer. What's the fir- very first thing you do? Strip club. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> By the way, that's why a lot of these guys moved to fucking Miami over Milwaukee too. Yeah. I heard yeah, Tootsies. Do you know about Tootsies down there? Where is that? In Miami? Oh, yeah. No, I haven't heard oh, of it. Oh, I got stories from friends. I've been to a couple of places in Florida, especially in Tampa when my, my buddy was playing for the Tampa Yankees, but – Tootsie's uh, was an Aaron Hernandez frequent spot. Got it. That was mentioned. All those guys. That, that's a uh, 500 bucks will get you one of the finest Cuban girls, whatever you want. Yes. Cuban B. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, Joe. I mean, that's a good question. I, I don't know off the top of my head what I would do because I'm not a big car guy. It'd be a house. My, my girlfriend is apparently watching our, uh, our podcast live and said, who gives out Thanksgiving cards? 
I don't know. I was just trying to come up with a reason for you to go to the ATM tomorrow morning. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to correct her on that because tonight I wrote some cards to my brothers. See, that I, that Andy Ruther is a, is a big card guy. I'm a huge card you know Always I, will be. I'm telling, I'm telling them I'm thankful for them and writing nice things because obviously it's been a very difficult year for my family, but I still have my brothers. So I'm writing them handwritten. I'm thank you. I'm thanking you guys. So yeah. And, and I already know what's going to happen is I'm going to show up and I have little small gifts for each of them too. Small and they're gonna, gifts. Yeah. And they're going to say, dude, this is so confusing. It's your birthday and it's Thanksgiving and you're bringing us cards and gifts. Big card guy, Andy Ruther. Am I, am I the biggest card guy you've ever met? For sure. I feel like I my grandmother. I love writing cards. <laughs> I know you do. But 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 how not you know you know how good like this is a this is a, a thing I want to put out to the dirt balls. Actually. Well, this also I I this is something I've learned just in the last couple of weeks about you is the there's there's a big like I think this is a Ruther family tradition. There's a lot of like paper goods nostalgia over. I mean, you're oh, yeah. busting out letters from connie mack and newspapers like you guys have a whole periodical section of the ruther basement that's like you know there's a there's a dehumidifier in there so that the the cincinnati reds world championship papers don't get you know weathered yeah man I, that's a great point i guess we are big on that but but a handwritten letter i mean especially like when i've gotten some of the sweetest nice nicest things written um, you know, after my parents passed away, it's just like that stuff is powerful, man. I mean, it's not as powerful as a hundred dollar gift card to Applebee's, but you know, yeah. it's, it's right up there. Like, I love that stuff. You, you know me. So $10 million in your bank account, strip club. And then. No, I would get a house. You have a house. Yeah. I don't own it though. But you would get rid of the house you're currently in? Get a second I don't know. house? Man, so quick to abandon the old, the old Ruther homestead. No, I would never abandon this. My family's had this house since 1979. I'm not saying I would abandon this house. Maybe I buy this house. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I move somewhere else. I don't a know. a pool in the backyard? It's, it's a good backyard for a pool. But that's sure. also a lot of responsibility. You know. What responsibility is it? Well, because, you know, I, have a lot, I got a bunch of young kids in my family and you, know, so like, you got $10 million, put up a fence, hire a lifeguard. Jesus Christ, it's not a lot of responsibility. Everybody's got a life vest. Is this being taxed? Your $10 million? Yeah. No, no, free $10 million. Well, I mean, the other thing I would do, and obviously you couldn't do right now because of COVID. This, guy, this guy's like, well, I mean, well, let's talk about Travel. if I'm getting taxes or not. Travel. Okay. That'd be a huge thing for me, was would travel the world. Peace out, Dirty Sports. <laughs> Bye. You can pay a replacement. What are you like? Well, what are you doing with ten million dollars? Ah, uh, it's a great question. Ten million dollars arrives tomorrow. I think honestly, I know this. This seems like a lame answer, but the first thing I'm probably doing, very first before myself, I'm probably going and handing out cash to a lot of loved ones. That's I'm just good. showing up. I'm just showing up Scrooge McDuck style, like canvas sacks with the money sign spray painted on the outside. They're like, yeah. what is this? I'm like, look, it's 600 grand in gold coins. Merry, Merry Thanksgiving. I like it. I think that's great. 
but like how much are you giving each person is the question. Yeah. I mean, I would do, I would, here's what I would do. I would make a list of Check people. Twice. I'd make a, I'd make a list of people that like, I thought really deserved it, you know, that were close to me and important. And then I would think about a number that I was okay parting with out of the total. And then I would do the division, you know, I got you. Let's say, I, let's say I'm like, okay, $10 million cash free. I'm going to keep 6 million. I got 4 million to play with. You know, I divide that by what? 10 people. Everybody's getting a gift, 400, 400 grand. Four, you're going to get 400 grand? Dude, Clooney just gave out a million bucks to like 13 friends. I saw that. George Clooney has yeah. way more than $10 million. I know. George Clooney's not as charitable as me. Okay. I'm not following that. I'm not following you. I'm just like, wow. And then, but then, but here's the thing. Then after that, then I can spend it on myself carefree because I feel like I've already done good with it. Yeah. What are you doing though? Definitely getting a six pack in the little light. That's a great plug right there, Joe Prano. That's a professional (laughs) plug right there. That's how it's done, people. Might, Might even, might even get a kegerator put in and start buying drafts. You know what I'm doing? I'm giving that money to buy Joe Burrow a new knee. Oh, I don't know if 10 million is enough. Since last Monday's show, it was revealed Burrow tore his ACL, MCL, and had other structural damage in his knee. Good job. Sounds like there's a, there's a, uh, what is it? A patella issue. They're saying, they're saying a year, nine months to a year that there's a chance he's not, able to start next year that sucks well it's what you get when you have a cheap owner and you have bad decisions and a uh, really bad run organization it's terrible and and, and and if i want to if i can say something real quick to cincinnati Bengals fans out there guys no one's forcing you to root for the team no one's forcing you to buy Bengals merchandise to when it's available see them I know people always say, hey, Ruther, but I don't have any other team. Hey, man, I live here with you now, too. I'm in Cincinnati. I'm not rooting for them. I'm not going to games. I refuse to. So join me. And I'm going to probably maybe lead a revolution. And, and I'm not joking. I'm serious about this. Now that I'm a resident of Hamilton County, Cincinnati, Ohio, I'm going to lead an anti-Mike Brown Cincinnati Bengals revolution. Starts with one man, Joe Prano. And I think I'm the man for the job. I, I support you doing it. Yeah. Let's get this guy to get rid of the organization. Yeah. It's, I mean, it sucks. It sucks for Joe Burrow. Um, I just hope, you know, I just hope he gets healthy. Forget, like, honestly, if I were him, I'd put football next year out of my mind. I agree. And just, and just try to get healthy. Try to get back as soon as you can. I'm sure he will. He's older than, you know, most rookies that come out and, and start, but like, I hope he's back on the field. ASAP. It's fun to watch. It was fun. The thought of him turning around the, the Bengals. They didn't win a lot of games this year, but you could see it starting. It definitely had shades of an old school first overall draft pick, lots of yards, lots of, you know, sacks, lots of mistakes. You know, it felt like a Peyton Manning's first year. Yeah. And, it was exciting. And I hope I wish him well as a guy who's 
literally still recovering from a knee injury in January. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. Well, it just sucks because, you know, Burrow's mobility might be affected. And that, and that was such a key component of him as a quarterback, avoiding sacks or running with his legs. You know, he's athletic as hell. And yeah. you just hate to see him limited in any capacity, like you're saying. Yeah. You know, 24, 25 years old. So – on a, on a better note, they did release the 25 NFL finalists for the Hall of Fame this year. And Great. You just mentioned him. Peyton Manning is one of those finalists, Joe Prano. First ballot, for sure. I love Peyton. I've, I've grown to love him even more over the last few years. I think his – I think – I mean, obviously, he was a Hall of Famer the whole time from a statistical standpoint. But, like, here in my respect, those the, – the two Super Bowl runs – Obviously, he didn't win both, but the two Super Bowl runs with the Broncos on, you know, a, a crippled body was yeah. so impressive, so impressive to me. I don't think there's been a more cerebral quarterback in the history of the game. I think he changed the way the game will be played from the quarterback position from, a, you know, a line call standpoint, an audible standpoint. We see it all now. So all the guys who have come in post Peyton Manning that have like, taken some of the things he did and, and, and try to do what he did or improve upon what he did from the, the, you know, f- fuck the hard counts, even the, the line audibles, the, the, the talking, all that stuff. I mean, so impressive. Yeah. I, I love Peyton Manning. Good for Peyton Manning. He's, he's first ballot. My book. Who else it is? So I'm going to ask you if this guy's first ballot is uh, Charles Woodson. I think he is. Absolutely. I think he is from a, from a multiple position standpoint. Um, you want to hear some crazy numbers on him real quick? Yeah. 13 defensive touchdowns, most all time. 11 yeah. pick sixes, second most of all time. One of only three players in NFL history to have 25 INTs with two different franchises. Former defensive player of the year, three-time first-team All-Pro, all-team decades, and he got that chip with the Packers. Yeah. To me, all pro because they only do one guy is, is, you know, so big and all decade teams are so big. Defensive player of the year. If you have a defensive player of the year and you have a decade run of being good, to me, you're a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree on him. Now, what about Calvin Johnson? He obviously retired early. I think he's a Hall of Famer the same way that uh, Barry Sanders is a Hall of Famer, the same way, like, yes, he decided to leave. I don't, I don't love it, but obviously, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, who wants to get hurt? Who wants to go through stuff playing for that, that Lions franchise? But to me, it's, it's how great were you when you played? And, and he wasn't missing games like, here and there like all the time it's not like he was like great whenever he was on the field like he was arguably the best receiver in football for i don't know what what would you say four or five consecutive years sure he has the most receiving yards in a season still he does yeah to me like to me calvin johnson's a hall of famer yeah i agree do you want me to rapid fire some of these guys 
Torrey Holt. Nah, he's just on that cusp. There, Torrey Holt, like Isaac Bruce isn't in, or is Isaac Bruce in? And like he finally got in. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no on Torrey Holt. Let's go rapid fire. We'll go no, yes, no. All right, Heinz Ward, no. No, I don't think so. Reggie Wayne. I don't know what his numbers look like. They're probably pretty crazy. He's 10th all-time in receptions, 10th all-time in receiving yards. I guess the top 10 receivers of all time got to be in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. It's tough to not put him in there. Um, Is it, do, you give, do, do, you, do you deduct it all for the fact that he played with Peyton Manning and that, like, I'd be the 17th leading receiver of all time if I played Peyton Manning? Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I say – I'm going to say borderline yes. I just think if you're the top – if you're top 10, how are you not in? Yeah. yeah. Let me do a couple more. Here's an interesting – because I don't want to do all 25 of these guys, but here's an interesting one which I was reading. Based on Brian Erlacher getting in, they're saying his numbers stack up and he has to if Erlacher got it. Zach Thomas. Wow. I wouldn't so, have thought their numbers would stack up. but So I guess they do – and, and Thomas, listen to this. Thomas was an all-decade team in the 2000s. Thomas played from 96 to 2007 with the Dolphins and then one year with the Cowboys at the end. But, so he basically did 11 years um, with the Dolphins. And, and, yeah, again, this was just something I read saying, look, man, if you're going to put Erlacher in, they're pretty similar for numbers. My gut says no, but I, I hear that argument. Yeah. John Lynch. I think he is, right? For safety two, position. Two-time first-team All-Pro. Yeah. I feel like when John Lynch played, people were like, future Hall of Famer John Lynch. Like, he was always one of the best safeties in the league. Yeah. Jared Allen's another interesting one. I didn't really Where say that he many sacks. all times in sacks? Let me pull, let me pull it up. But like he had a really good career. Yeah. Um, Jared Allen, all time in sacks. This is an old one. Let me get a new one. Sacks, which has only been computed since 1982. Right. Uh, he's 12th all time. Mm, I was going to say, if he's top 10, I'll give it to him, but he's 12th. I'm going to say borderline, no. Jared Allen's 12th all time. Um, the other thing's going for him. He's got some interesting ones. He has, uh, he's tied for the most time, all safeties. Okay. That's interesting. Now, Joe, if we're going to talk first team, all pro, which is so hard, as you said, I mean, yeah. you know, some of these guys only like Charles Woodson had it three times in his career. Jared Allen was four time first team, all pro. Two two corners and two safeties. I assume what two defensive tackles, three defensive tackles. He was a D end more like. Yeah, he's a D end. How, how many how many defensive linemen do they go? I don't know. I'm gonna say no, but I look. They're all finalists for a reason. What about Rondé Barber? Here's another interesting one. Listen to this. He's the only player in NFL history. 40 picks and 25 sacks. That's kind of an interesting stat. He was also all decade team. Wow. Like he, like he was that good. Yeah. 
man, it's hard. It's like when you when you the, when you read everybody's stats, like I'm gonna say no again. Yeah. Only because only because the thing is that's like that's like one of those like the most base hits at night on the road. I mean, I get that it's not quite that specific, but if that's what they're leading with. Yeah, and look, there's some other ones, but I don't want to go over all these guys. Uh, but those are ones that give, I thought. Give me, give me five in a row. We'll just go yes, no, yes, no. Eric Allen. No. Cornelius Bennett. Remember him? No. Yes, I remember him. No, he's not in. Tony Baselli. Mm, feels like a yes, but I'm going to say no. Now, Alan Fanica, six-time first-team All-Pro. It's a lot. I'll go yeah. Sam Mills, no. Mr. Panther? I'm going to go yeah. now. Well, he yeah. played for the Saints the majority. Richard Seymour, yeah. no. I know, but I think, I think Sam Mills was like, what the Panthers like first expansion pick or something like that? Oh yeah, that's right. I think he was like, but yeah. What's who's the next one? Well, this is one that I've seen people debate because they're because de- they say if special teams is a third of the game, and he's you know some have argued he's the best special teams player of all time, Steve Tasker. If there if there's a special teams wing, put him in. I don't know if it's a third of the game, right? Like. There's not as many. There's not equal amounts of offense, defense, and special teams plays. And if there are, you're going three and out a lot. OJ Simpson's Twitter feed. That's a uh, top twenty-five finalist. <laughs> Whatever happened to that? I don't know. I I didn't follow him. Felt weird following a known murderer. No, you follow probably many known murderers, don't you? I don't know. Do I? Any politicians? No, I don't think I follow any politicians. Jeffrey uh, Epstein. Does he have a Twitter? Did he kill anybody? I don't think so. No, he doesn't have a Twitter. We've all forgotten about him. I, mean, I tweeted that the other day. We've all forgotten about him. About Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, we've all forgotten about him. He's dead. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying we've all forgotten how they covered and it up. What what a what a hot take, Andy Ruther. Gone but not forgotten, Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to get let let's take a moment. Let's take a moment to break down Andy Ruther's hot feeds. Green bean casserole, and let's remember Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> let's not forget Give the man his props. I'm Did just you saying, anybody? just that young pussy. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, got trafficked underage girls to numerous politicians on both sides of the aisle, celebrities, and we've all just both sides, <laughs> pedophiles on both sides. Yeah, we've all just forgotten. We've all just magically forgotten. Don't forget, people. Don't let them distract you. All right, let's get to our week 12 NFL preview. And as I always – But I hear my girlfriend reacting because she's watching the show, and I don't know how much of a delay we're on, so I don't know what she's laughing at and what she's not. It's throwing off my game. Is it? Yeah. And she, she popped into the comment section on YouTube. She's all about it. It's funny because the other day she I went to get a haircut and she goes, "Are you going to get a haircut?" Because some guy put in the comments, "What's up with your hair?" And I was like, "No, I don't read the comments." It could have been me. Who knows? Uh, week twelve NFL is finally here. Wow, we're already to this point in the season. As always, Joe, this week's picks will be 
presented by our friends at Game Theory Picks, who provide profitable sports betting advice at an affordable price. They have subscription options for weekly, monthly, and yearly. Guys, since sports returned in July, Game Theory clients have profited for five straight months. A $50 per play better is up over $1,900. And Joe, get this, they're offering a Black Friday deal. I know everybody likes hearing that. You don't even have to leave your house because you can order it online. It's Black Friday time and Game Theory is making it easier than ever to join their team. Now until Monday, any dirtball can get their first 30 days of Game Theory picks for just $30. This includes plays from every single sport. So if you want to put your bets down and whatever you guys do when you gamble, that's a terrible segue, but if you want to gamble. <laughs> place your wages. If you you place your wages things, you do. on like soccer and other shit that I don't watch and that you might watch. Game Theory has you covered. This includes plays from every sport, like I just said. Just go visit GameTheoryPicks.com and use promo code BLACKFRIDAY. It's one word. Cash in on this deal now. Once again, GameTheoryPicks.com. Drop promo code BLACKFRIDAY. Take advantage of this great deal of $30 on, uh, for 30 days. Okay, Brano. You want to do it? Let's do it. Game one is going to be 12.30 Eastern time tomorrow. The Texans and Lions in Detroit. Houston is a three-point favorite. Wow. Lions are at that point of their season. I uh, stupidly thought the Lions would compete last week. The Lions didn't compete last week. The Lions are two totally fucking different teams at home and on the road. I... What I'm going to try to do here is not be swayed by the bad taste in my mouth the Lions left. I think the Lions could win the game. They're used to playing on Thanksgiving. It's a home game. I'm going with the Lions. Yeah. I also have no faith whatsoever in the Texans. I agree. Texans looked good last week against Tom Brady. I'm sorry. Man, my head's already still there. Against the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go Lions. Come back. Bounce back game for them. All right, the other awful game of the week is Washington at Dallas, where Dallas is also a three-point favorite. Hey, man, they played well last week, well enough to win. Andy Dalton is, a, is again, a, a formidable backup. But I'm going to go Redskins. What's, what's the spread? Three. Yeah, I'm going to go with the football team formerly known as the Redskins uh, just based on we're due for a wacky wild one, right? Thanksgiving games, I feel like, are always kind of close. Could be wrong about that. Yeah, I agree. All right, the Raiders travel to Atlanta. Who, let me ask you something since, yeah. we just talked about Reds, since we just talked about the Washington football team and the Cowboys with the returning Andy Dalton. Who wins the NFC East? I think I saw your Giants are the, are the favorites right now. Oh, really? I could be wrong. Win probability because their schedule's easier. Right. Their schedule, the the Eagles schedule gets devastating. Yeah, the, that's why. The Red, the the Washington football team, I think, is considered still from a talent stand base to be like probably the least talented. And then the Cowboys obviously have 
Dalton Dak, but um, have not certainly played up to their potential. The Gi- I believe the Giants and the Cowboys play on week 17. Be fun for that to come down to the whole season. God, the winner of that division is going to have six wins. It's disgusting. Absol- absolutely correct. It's disgusting. Yeah, I agree. And beat the Tom Brady Buccaneers in New Jersey. Let's go! Wow. Wow. Prano predicts. All right. The Raiders traveled Atlanta. They are three point favorites against the Falcons. I love the Raiders. I'm going to bet. I'm going to say the Raiders. The, the, I got to say, somebody's got to do the math for me, but the West East teams have fucking struggled this year. If my, if my calculations are anything. Really makes me not want to do the it. The Rams but. didn't on Monday. Right. But uh, but I just think – I think the Raiders are a good football team. They are. And I don't think the Falcons are a good football team. But do not ask John Gruden what his favorite part of Thanksgiving is, his favorite dish. Why? What is Somebody it? asked him that today, and he's like, really giving me this question? Like, is the type of shit I'm getting asked? Oh, he's pissed just about the question? Yeah, and then he brought up, like, I'm just lucky I have a place to eat after losing to Kansas City. I'm like, what? And then, like, I saw the comments on Twitter. Like, They were like, wait, was his wife going to lock him out because they lost yeah. to the Chiefs? It's like I almost had to go two doors down and sleep at Derek Carr's house because I'll tell you what, one thing I like <laughs> about Derek Carr, he keeps a guest bedroom ready. This guy's ready to play on Sundays, and he's ready to have guests over. I visited him one time. I snuck away. I went upstairs to the guest bedroom. A lot of single package small soaps. This guy's ready to host guests. I'm telling you. Fresh <laughs> towels in the bathroom. This guy's a grinder. I, and I'll tell you what, Mrs. Carr's a grinder too. Mrs. Carr's grinding that guest bedroom. Fluffy pillows, <laughs> linens on the bed. This guy's ready to go. He's prepared to play on Sundays. He's prepared to host home games, if you know what I mean. Now, Listen, I don't want to be talking about thanks. You're asking me about Thanksgiving. We're preparing to play the Falcons, and you're talking to me about Thanksgiving. Now, if we're talking about dessert, that's a different story because that one's easy. I got my wife every year, bakes a very special dessert. Spider 2Y banana cream pie. Her signature dish. We're working on that licensing deal. So that you'll get it in the frozen section or your local Kroger's, just a frost, Mrs. Gruden's Spider 2Y banana cream pie. Because I'll tell you what, the Mrs. is a grinder too. Amazing. So you're going to go with the Raiders. The Raiders. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow your lead on that. I think they are a good team, and I think they know how tough it's going to be to make the playoffs, and they're going to have to win. All right, Joe, you just talked west to east. We got another big one. Chargers travel to Buffalo. They're five and a half point dogs in uh, upstate Ooh, New York. Five and a half is big. Five and a half is big. Yeah. Um, Buffalo is a little under the radar these days. I think, I think Buffalo, they have a bye last week. They did. And, uh, and before that, a, a tough L. I'm going to go with the Bills Alpha bye to have a bounce back week. Yeah. Bills win. Bills win and cover. Touchdown game. Right, I'm going to go opposite. I'll go Chargers. 
All they right, blow you, a lead or they, they don't they don't close late? Chargers cover. I like it. Your G-Man hosts the Ryan Finley-led <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals. Nope, I don't uh, think he's starting. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Allen. Yeah. Jared he's Allen? Still, yeah. He's, he's coming he's, out he's, he's in his camo. <laughs> he's got to postpone that whole that Hall of Fame push coming out. You've seen Carson Wentz with the digi-camel sleeve. He's back. <laughs> Yeehaw! Actually, this Allen who's playing for the Bengals, uh, he plays some games for you guys. Did he? Yeah. Right? I, I don't remember. He certainly didn't start any games for us. Yeah, Brandon Allen. You sure? Never seen him before. Played at Arkansas? I don't fucking know. He gives a shit. Yeah. He I don't some... like the I, I don't like the Giants being that big of a favorite. I don't like uh, uh by the, the way, Giants. sorry, let me hop in here. I'm completely wrong. Yeah. I knew he started games, the Broncos. He started three games for the Broncos last year. Got it, got it, got it. I was like the I was like Eli Manning played every single football game for that one day that you know Jesus. played. Yeah. <laughs> um I don't like the Giants being that big of a favorite. Um, I don't even like the Giants. Uh, like, I don't like the Giants having a game that they're supposed to win at this point. I think it's kind of reckless to say any NFC East team is supposed to win. I just think that Burrow loss is just devastating. I'll take the Giants to cover, even though I, I agree. Don't like it. I, I think that uh, the Burrow loss is not only devastating, I think they're just as a team completely lost and they've given up giants winning cover. All right. Another rematch. They just played a couple weeks ago. This might be for the divisions when all said and done, Tennessee heads, heads to Indy Indy's three point favorites. I'll take Tennessee to win the game. I know that seems crazy after a couple weeks ago, the Colts stick it to them and the great performance last week, the Colts against the Packers, the Colts showed me something. I believe in the Colts now way more than I did before. I just think this division will come down to that. And the idea of the, uh, the Colts having a, you know, a season sweep of the Titans doesn't feel right to me. I'm going to take the Titans. Yeah. To win the game. I like it as well. Same. All right. Two teams that are not going to make the playoffs, Panthers and Vikings. So let's just mow through this, Joe. Three and a half Vikings favorites. I am going to say Panthers cover. Uh, I think the Vikings cover because the Vikings will do what the Vikings do, which is uh, not play well when there's pressure and play well when there there was no pressure. The Vikings, essentially, their season was signed, sealed, and delivered over. And then they go on a little hot run. And it's like, hey, if we just win every game we're supposed to from here on out, we could be having an outside shot at the playoffs. And they lose last week a game that they should have won. And now they're done. Yeah. So All right. They'll be, Another, now, now they'll play well now that they're absolutely positively under no circumstances making the playoffs. Yeah. Another west, west to east game. Arizona's in Foxborough. They are two and a half point favorites on the road. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll go with the Cardinals on that. Just, I mean, 
if the if the Patriots couldn't beat the Texans last week, I just think I just think the the Cardinals are way more dynamic. Yeah, better defense, better offense, better everything. Yeah, I agree. Go Arizona. All right, the Dolphins go to the zero and ten Jets. They're seven point favorites. I'm gonna go Jets cover. I feel like that's the right call. Feels like a trap game. Um, feels like the the drama of the Tua bench starting keeps this game close. But I'm gonna defer to what I've been saying all the year. Just enjoy the stacks of money betting against the Jets. Even when they play a close game, they end up blowing it and not. Covering. Yeah. All right. The the Browns are also seven point favorites as well. This this one is in Jacksonville. The Jags are weird, man, because they'll like give people some games. I'm gonna say Jacksonville covers. I'm gonna say Jacksonville covers too, uh, because I agree with you. They're weird. I thought they were gonna be weird last week and play the the Steelers tighter than they did. They did for like a quarter and a half. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And I was like, see, this is what I fucking said was gonna happen. And then the Steelers were like, we're gonna score every fucking time for the rest of the game. So maybe we were a week early, Andy. Maybe we were a week early on the Jags come to play prediction. I'm with you, Jags. Raven Steelers. There's no line right now, so we'll just skip over that. I I was with you. I liked the I liked getting a wonky early in the week game. I like this Ravens upset. I yeah. don't think the Steelers go 16 and 0. And if you look no. at their schedule down the stretch, it's not like there's based on on who they play. And, and their record so far, there's not a game that stands out as like, oh, this, this, this is the game the Steelers lose. So it seemed like this could have been it. Um, so I guess we'll see come Sunday. Yeah. All right. The Saints travel a mile high. They're six-point favorites against the Broncos. The Taysom Hill show goes on the road. You were right last week, dude. Your Broncos came to play. Do they – Put a little something together down the stretch. It's a little show, a little something. At the end. Well, of the year. I, I think at least close enough to c- cover. I think they're. I think the Saints are outside. You know, Colorado, November, Taysom Hill's first game. I like them. I like the Broncos. The covers at six. I'm gonna go with the Saints, and here's why I'm gonna go with the Saints. Everything you said is absolutely correct. When Drew Brees is the quarterback, Taysom Hill, he's running. Their defense playing well. I feel like they go to the ground and pound and they win this game, you know, 21-10. Okay. All right. Niners-Rams. This will be in L.A. Rams are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Too big for me. Division game. I'll go with the Niners. Yeah, I agree. You like that dirty sports thread I've started? Just reminding everybody about Jared Goff every time he does something stupid. I, ha- I have noticed that, yeah. I do enjoy it. Well, it's fun because it's like – all the defenders, it's like uh, the proof is in the video, bro. He is yeah. not a good quarterback. Medium pizza. Medium uh, pizza. Which, again, medium pizza is good. It's just not – you don't write home about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the worst all-time Andy Ruther moves ever. The two medium pizza order? I mean <laughs> – It's still – it's still – yeah. Like, what was I thinking? Yeah. I don't know. I don't Forced know. to be trying to sleep next to a coyote in the Nevada desert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a terrible decision. 
She's like, you get in the back of a cab and you're like, can you take me home? Also, can we stop at two medium pizzas on the way? She's like, son, you are wasted. We'll stop for a large. <laughs> I just got to drop off somebody at the airport first. The Bucks bounce back. Brady is looking bad against good teams. He's got a tough one this week. The Chiefs coming to town and they are three and a half point favorites. The Chiefs are three and a half point favorites at the Bucks. And I don't know if you're saying this, there's a lot of chirping that uh, Bruce Arians and Brady are having some, some problems. Look, Bruce Arians seems like the kind of guy who just is pretty candid and he's not really worried about who it bothers. And, you know, he's been pretty candid of a lot of different quarterbacks over the years, Ben Roethlisberger and Carson Palmer and, um, so, you know, I also think Brady's probably a guy who responds to tough love. I don't know if this is a, a strategy that Bruce Aarons is, is doing on purpose. But all that being said, the Chiefs are rolling. The Chiefs, the, the way, here's what I'll say. The way the Rams move the ball against that Bucks defense doesn't give me a lot of, you know, confidence in them versus the Chiefs. Yeah, I agree. Chiefs cover. I agree. All right, Sunday Night Football, Bears, Packers at Lambeau. Packers are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Eight-and-a-half. Ooh. That's too bad. I was, I was prepared to take the Packers, no doubt about it. Eight-and-a-half is too much. I'll take the Bears. I think Mitchell Trubisky starting for him. I don't, honestly don't even really – like, honestly, it doesn't – as long as it's not Glennon, who is starting where? He's starting somewhere. Starting for the Jags this week. So maybe yeah. we should change that pick. No, I like it. I like yeah. it. All right. I'm not – yeah, I can't do eight and a half. Can't do it. So I got to go Bears in that one. And Monday Night Football, Seattle at Philly. Now I'm a Russ fan. Let's go. They're five-point favorites. <laughs> five-point yeah. favorites. I think I think it's I think that's an easy cover for the Seahawks. I just think that the Eagles are bad, bad. And, All right. And I'll, go, Eagles, I'll go Philly. And the Eagles not being like the one thing that Seattle has done defensively well, especially last week, is stop the run. If you're turning this game over to just Carson Wentz, no like tough running game. Good night. Um, let let your boy cook. Yeah. Cook it up. Let it make ramen. All right. I'll go with Philly just to be contrarian. That's our week 12 picks. Joe, before we end the show, we got one call you want to get to. Oh, do we? Yeah. Remember? The guy? Oh, yeah. Well, it was, uh, I thought you said we had a call as well. Yeah. I, he left a call. Oh, did he? I can't wait to hear it. Let's yeah. go. What's up, fellas? This is JT from Jersey, long-time listener, calling in for a question for uh, Mr. Joe Prano. I'm uh, just getting into the Strokes, and I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about them, you know, like maybe a favorite song or a favorite memory, you know, just give a kind of overall synopsis of them. Uh, Cage Elephant is my personal favorite band, but the Strokes are coming up for me for sure, so I would love to get your take. Stay dirty, fellas, and the uh, condoms are for Joe Bartnick. Classic. Oh, a classic throw. A throwback condoms are for. 
Yeah. Um, I saw, I didn't know he had left a call. That's why I was surprised, but he hit me up on Venmo and he, he threw a little money at my way on Venmo. He said, could you just talk about the strokes on the show? I'll remind you on Wednesday. I guess he was reminding me with a call. And I want to say this before I, I get to talking about it. Um, we are very much for sale. Like a donation to me at Andy Ruther, the dirty sports, whatever. Like we love to talk about all kinds of stuff on the show. And if you want your question or your comment or your critique, move it to the top of the pile. Do it like the program. Slip it into our hands with a couple bucks and uh, move yourself to the front of the line. But also, I'm happy to talk about the Strokes for free. The Strokes are easily one of my top bands of all time. Um, as far as memories, uh, things I love, like the thing about the Strokes for me, and, and I feel like it, they hold a, a very special place in my heart because of this. Their album came out September 11th, 2001. I actually had it uh, a few days before that. I bought it at a I bought the UK version, which came out earlier at uh, Bleecker Street Records on Bleecker Street. I got the version of the first album with the girl's naked torso and side profile uh, that had New York City cops on it, then removed for the American release because of the 9-11 stuff. Maybe it didn't come out in 9-11. Maybe it came out like the week later or something like that. But anyway, I had seen them uh, at the Mercury Lounge uh at when they were like still a thing and i was like yo this band is fucking nuts and i didn't even know at that time that they were like being groomed as this thing like i'd heard you know i was like hanging out in new york going to a lot of concerts going to a lot of shows mercury lounge is a little mercury lounge isn't a lot bigger than andy ruther's old apartment um small place saw them they rocked i was like this is this band is legit. A lot of people are like, yeah, no shit, dude. They have a huge record deal. Their record's coming out in a couple months. It's going to be nuts. Um, so their album comes out. And I mean, I rock their album on repeat for months and months and months. It was the soundtrack for me of a post 9-11 New York, my first year in New York City um, living there. And it just, it really felt like the sound of New York City at that time. I went and saw them in concert numerous times on that first um, tour, their first tour supporting that album. I saw them at a little club in Long Island. I saw them at Hammerstein Ballroom on Halloween night, 2001. And what they would do is they would play their album in order, once through. Occasionally they'd play Last Night, which was their big single a second time to close the show and that's it the album running length is like 43 minutes or something like that in order sometimes a second encore and they get out it was awesome and it just was like i just loved it two three albums a lot of it, a lot of music uh snobs will be like that was their only good album i think their first three were all pretty great fell off a little bit after that but i still love them i still celebrate their entire catalog they obviously had a a new album out recently and uh they played snl a couple weeks ago and just literally one of my top i would say top three bands ever we'd have to have to really like chop that up but people have often asked me if i could bring you know any the artist discography to a desert island like i think i get by with the first strokes album on repeat so great 
And uh, I'm excited to hear that a younger generation is finding them. There's really no comparison to that. There, I actually just ordered a book, Andy, and then I'm done. I just ordered a book called Meet Me in the Bathroom, which is about that era of, new, of the return of New York rock and roll, which they were kind of the face of. And I'm excited to read it. And uh, it's just, it just, it holds such a special place in my heart because of everything that was going on in New York at the time. Love this jokes, legends. Not to uh, diminish what you said, but meet me in the bathroom is also what the men say on Grinder. <laughs> yeah. Low key banger uh, that slipped by in the, because uh, everybody knows the first album, you know, uh, but low key strokes banger, underappreciated, other side. And Heart in a cage. Perfect. Prano. And there's a great, oh, and there's a great, one last thing, Andy. And there's an awesome bluegrass cover of Heart in, Heart in a Cage. Chris Thiel, Chris Thiel, Chris T-H-I-L-E. Awesome strokes cover. Word. Well, you answered it all. Guys, the hotline is 310-359-8365. Give us a ring. Um, you guys know what to do. Big, big thanks to everybody on this Thanksgiving. For all the love and support. The outpouring has been amazing this year. I have felt it so much, and I am so lucky and so thankful and grateful. So I want all the dirtballs to know that, that day doesn't go by where I don't think about that. So much love, much thanks to everybody. And if you uh, send your address to Andy, in his DMs, he'll send you a little card. He's a big card guy. Loves cards. He's a grinder. Send you, send you card. cards. cards. Handwritten, handwritten cards. Bro, I'm the king. I'm the card king. Just call it. Call it to me. That's my. That's yeah. me on my grave. That my gravestone. Card king. Card king. Card king. <laughs> I got three journals right now. I might have. A, I might add a fourth journal. Wow. This is where I'm at. You you use them simultaneously. Oh yeah. Wild. Different Why? thing. Different things. Different things. Different things. One's just recipes. One's like, bro, that that writing game is Trump type, motherfuckers. All right, dirt balls. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty Sports. You can uh, follow me on Andy at Andy Ruther. Blah blah blah. Joe Prano. At Joe Prano at Fix Your Life. Joe Prano on TikTok. Send us your Venmos and your. Questions move to the top of the line. Drink Miller Light tomorrow. Enjoy your Thanksgivings. And yeah. do all those things. Exactly. All right, Dirtballs. Much love, guys. Have a great holiday weekend. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>